Welcome back to Mishnah Yomi. Today we're continuing to learn Masechtas Yavamas, Perak Yudali, beginning with Mishnah Aleph, moving on to the Mishnah base. We mentioned previously the concept of a Cheresh. A Cheresh is someone who is a deaf mute, and in the times of antiquity, when there was no way to communicate with someone who was deaf mute, he had the status of a Shota, someone who didn't have the requisite knowledge or understanding of reality so that they could not get married or get divorced, or actually we'll see in this mission exactly how that plays out. But let's just assume for now they do not have the requisite understanding and it's going to make these sort of haloses of marriage and divorce complicated. So therefore, says our Mishnah, If a deaf mute man marries a woman who's healthy, or a normal man, a healthy man, marries a deaf mute woman, if the husband wishes he can divorce her, and if he wishes he can keep her. Now, this is not a marriage on a, on a biblical level, it's a rabbinic marriage, and the assumption is, that he somehow was able to convey, he had enough understanding that he was able to convey his intention, he picked up the ring, he gestures to the ring, he gestures to her, whoever it may be, in the same way the marriage is going to take effect, at least on a rabbinic level, so too he can divorce her with intention. Now, the next case is, um, or a rather tragic case, and this can happen in contemporary times, for instance, someone has uh, some sort of you know, d- illness at the end of their life where they lose the ability to think, they lose Alzheimer's, dementia, a healthy man marries a healthy woman, and afterwards the wo- woman becomes a deaf mute. So let's just make it more contemporary. She ha- gets some sort of uh, unfortunate and terrible disease where she no longer has her uh, faculties or, of reasoning. In Ratsi Yotzeb, if the husband wishes, he may divorce her. In Ratsi Yotzeb, if he wishes, he can stay married to her. No, we don't coerce him to get divorced. Nietzsche said, what if it's the other way around? Um, if she becomes, um, or sorry, excuse me, Nietzsche if she becomes insane after they get married, she loses her faculties after they get married. This is not the case of a deaf mute, but actually she, and this is a case where she really just loses her faculties. Lo Yotza, he may not divorce her, and this was a rabbinic injunction because we want to protect her that if someone divorces a woman who does not have ability to protect herself, then people will take advantage of her. If the husband is the one who becomes deaf-mute, or he's the one who becomes uh, insane, he, he's never, he can never get divorced. Rather tragic, leaves her naguna. And why? What is the difference between a man and a woman? So we'll get there in a second, but first we're going to challenge this ruling. Why is it a woman who becomes a deaf-mute can be divorced? But a man who becomes divorced... A deaf mute, excuse me, cannot be divorced. Surely, he's saying that the same way a man can divorce. So, and then that I, surely he's saying that if a man is able to divorce a woman who is not able to understand what's going on, yet we say it works. So, whatever level of understanding she has, that it's enough that it's going to affect the divorce. There too, in the reverse situation, if she wants to divorce him, that we can assume if he has that base level of understanding, no different than her, he, she should be able to divorce him. Meaning to say that once we, we he's Rabbi Yochum is assuming that the fact that a deaf mute woman or a woman who, who um, is able to be divorced must be she has some sort of understanding of reality enough that she can grasp what's going on that we allow the divorce to go through. And if that's true, so then it should be no different with the man as well. Amr Lo, the Chacham say to him, "No, you totally don't understand it." There's a uh, an actual qualitative difference between the divorce of a man who initiates it and the divorce when the woman initiates it. And it's not because we assume there's some base level of discernment and understanding, but rather, Rather, a woman can be divorced against her will. 
We don't need her, meaning to say we don't need her intention. We don't need her understanding in order to get divorced. Simply a man can go and he can give her a bill of divorce, whoever he gets it to her, and assuming she acquires it, which can mean just her her, her chutzer, she lands on her, whatever it may be, once she acquires it, even if she does not want to consent to it, she is divorced. Thus, even if she has no understanding of reality, she's totally a cherish, totally a ins- uh, insane, the divorce will work. But a man can only be divorced with his consent. This is all biblical, uh, based on the psukim. And therefore, since he can only be uh, uh, divorced with, with his consent, equals he must have an understanding of reality. Thus, if he is totally devoid of those faculties, he cannot be divorced. Okay. Mishnah base. How do you and Comes along with Yochum and Gedudia, and he says as follows. You had a, a deaf mute girl whose father married her off. Now, father married her off, so this is going to uh, work biblically. She yotes a get that she may be divorced with a get. Why? So again, because she does not, she need not consent to the divorce. All she has to do is be handed the bill of divorce. Amalog the sages said to him, Avzu kiyotzeba. They said, again, because there's no difference between a woman who gets married and then loses her faculties or a woman who has never had it but was married off, or a girl married off, both these marriages are biblical, but both of them can be dissolved without her consent. Thus, the husband can give her a divorce, and the, mar- the divorce is, in, effect, in, in fact, effective. I wish you all a wonderful day.